Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. Okay. Hey, thanks for joining us. It's Kim Commando today. It's now your daily fun podcast about all things digital. We're so thrilled to have you with us. And if you notice, I'm not here by myself. No, there's Andrew Babinski, and you may remember him years and years ago, call screener. Yes. Okay. And it was a rigorous hiring process, wasn't it? When I got hired here? Yes. Yes. Uh, It was a dinner. I'm going to guess 18 years ago. Probably. Yes. We're sitting at a dinner. I met you for the first time. You looked at me and you said, hey, do you want to be my call screener? (laughs) And I said, sure. And then we just kept eating and I showed up on Saturday. How much, how much were you making an hour then? Uh, I think it was 50 bucks a show. Oh, okay. So it was a three hour show. Three hour show. So whatever that's divisible by. And then uh, I think the highest I ever made was 55 a show after 15 years. (laughs) So it was nice. I got a little bump. Yeah. Well, see, but now, now, you know, it's like. Now we're starting this new venture together. Yes. And I'm super excited about it. So am I. Okay. So here's what we have. So every day there's going to be like three great news stories that mm-hmm. we're just going to talk about. Okay. And then I have to throw in my jokes. Oh, I thought we were eliminating the jokes. No, I love the jokes. Oh, you're the one. I mean, you know, we're talking about podcasts. I mean, so, you know, here, I have one for you right now at the great. top. Okay. What do you call a monk with a podcast? What do you call a monk with a podcast? I don't know, Kim. You ready for it? Yeah. You're going to laugh at this one. I guarantee you I won't. Okay. An air fryer. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> okay. See? I mean- you I know. like that one. Okay. Every once in a while, you know, a good one comes out. Yeah. Okay. So, don't, don't get used to it. So we have three stories. Right. Okay. So the first story is going to be about Apple's Vision Pro. Which I just learned existed. Really? You didn't know about that? No. Oh my god. I have opinions on VR and we'll get to it. Okay. And then you have a story about- Dating? Yes. I had a reckless hour conversation with a woman on a dating app that made me ponder a question. Why do men send nude pictures? I would like to know that. I found out the answer. I found out the answer. Is it a sexologist? A sexologist? (laughs) Oh my God. So my friend, Christy, um, I'm trying to get her to move to Phoenix. And so I said, hey, you know, let's get you on all the dating apps. And she's gorgeous. You might want to go out with her. How old, how old is she? She's 38. No kids. Uh, oh. Women without kids don't want to be with men with kids. They want to know. be able to drop of a hat to fly I'm gonna to show Tahiti. You, I'm going to show you a picture. Of Looks her. aren't everything. Unless she's really good looking. She's really hot. I'm <laughs> just telling it's you. definitely everything. Okay. All right. So, so we get on these dating apps and she's like, she gets pick after pick after pick after pick. So many men send unsolicited nudes. And no one knows why except for a sexologist. But now we know. It out. Yes. Yeah. And then later on, the last story is about Elon Musk and humanoids. Yeah. I know. Whatever. Okay. So let's kick it off with the Apple VR glasses. Right. Do you know what they are? The Apple Vision Pro. Yes. I mean, they've got to be similar to all other VR glasses, right? Well, because they're Apple, you know, they're going to be a little bit better than so anybody else's. So it's just else's. all other VR glasses, but more expensive. And better. How better? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're like 3500 bucks okay not just 3500 dollars. okay that's what the list price is okay 3500 dollars. 
Okay, so you had to spend $3,499 for the Apple Vision Pro glasses. Right. Okay, that you can have like this immersive cinema experience and you can have phone calls. And then when you're not in an experience, people can actually see your eyeballs through the, the Vision Pro. But that's the only big difference that I've seen so far between that and every single one of the other VR glasses. Which are pretty amazing. My children have a VR headset. I think it is incredibly fun. They maybe touch it once a month. Yeah, that's true. I mean, once you get into it, it's then a trend. Like, okay, so thirty four hundred bucks, right. thirty five hundred bucks for the Vision Pros. Okay, then you need the special protective case. Okay. Okay, that's two hundred dollars. I thought it was gonna be a lot more. Okay. Okay. Then they suggest that you always get Apple Care. Of course. Okay. How much is that? Ninety nine bucks a month. Five hundred bucks out the door. Oh, just one flat one, cost. Yes, that's All right. it. For a couple of years. Now, I did. I read too as well that you have to get your face scanned. Yes, you do. Because they're going to be built, custom yeah, built yes, yeah, for that, your face. Exactly. So this way that there's no air that can get through the sides. Do we really want to give Apple scans of our face? They have it already. Oh, that's true. Okay. All right. But wait, there's more. Yay. More expense. Yes. Because if you wear glasses that you have to have your prescriptions built into the lenses. Why? So that this way you can totally see the VR. You can't wear glasses and then glasses on top of my that. glasses and my shoes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so that is 150 bucks. We're almost at 5K. Yes, we are. For the Apple Vision Pro. For something you're going to throw in your drawer after using it five times and showing off to the Joneses down the street. You know, it reminds me of like those Snapchat glasses. Right. I totally was super excited when I got those. Used them three Where's times. Where's your Apple Watch? I stopped wearing it. Where? What happened? <laughs> I remember when you got it. This is great. I can check my heart rate. I'm going to know if I'm dying. It'll call 911. I'm going to wear this every single day. Two weeks later, sitting in a drawer. Yes. I'm not wearing mine either. I mean, I I'm guilty as well. So the reason why I bring this up is that now people are selling the Apple Vision Pro on eBay for 10 grand. Right. Because they're only making 80,000 of them. Correct. And they're not, uh, they're not even for sale yet, are they? Uh, you can do pre-order. Yeah. yeah. February 2nd. That's when you can go get them. Um, so if you are tempted to buy them on eBay or place, you should not do that. No, because obviously they have to scan your face to see if it's going to fit your face. Then they also have to size your head because they specially make the band that goes around your head. You might need extra large. Uh, there's no might about it. <laughs> okay. I definitely will <laughs> need the big head size. <laughs> so yeah, if you can't buy it on the secondary market, cause it's made for someone specific, then all these people are going to be disappointed. So, you know, I write for the Daily Mail. Right. So I reached out to my editor and I said, you know, I would totally like to try this out and I could do a review for the Daily Mail. But then I was reminded that I had a cornea transplant. <laughs> okay. And? And I probably don't have enough eyesight maybe to use this effectively. Really? Because I do want to get glasses, but I can't get any glasses. I know it's a long story, like TMI, until I get some stitches out of my cornea. And because now I have the stigmatism, I know it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. You can't get eyeglasses until your surgery is complete. Correct. Because, because they won't be able to know your vision until then. No, because he said like, it's going to be, I'm going to have like complete case of vertigo oh. because of this eye versus this eye, they're going to be fighting with each other. And he said, you're just going to want to like pass out. So I'm like, okay, then I'll just wait. How's your vision right now? Uh, this eye is 20, 20. Okay. And this eye is 2080. But is this the best you've seen in years? Oh, 100%. Okay. I mean, it used to be 2400. So why do you want to get glasses if this is the, do you have a 2020 eye? 
No, this side is. This oh, side isn't. Gotcha. So, yeah, unless I look at you like this. There we go. <laughs> it's very attractive. You know what? You look good. <laughs> There's your dating profile pic right there. Hey, speaking Jim of the pirate. <laughs> that's it. Hey, matey. Hey. All right. So, tell me about the sexologist. Yeah. So, this is what happens. Kind of a long story. I'll try to make it short and sweet. I was talking to this nice, attractive 40-year-old just lived in downtown Phoenix. We're being silly. We're texting back and forth through the app. Uh, it's really fun. And then I asked the question, what's your single story? That's when I kind of asked, why are you single? Are you divorced? Are you widowed? Whatever. It turned in to this 40 text. Each single text box was about two inches big of just ranting about how horrible men are and that she hated dating apps and that she doesn't even know why she's on there. And at the end, it was like, we're not even a good match because you have kids and I want to, I need to be number one in someone's life, not number two. Okay. Good luck with your life. And she unmatched. And when you unmatch, everything just disappeared. So I, uh, after this conversation and she totally just disappeared, I was like, wow, you know, men and women, we have to deal with some of the similar stuff being ghosted, be, you know, being left unread, someone just not being honest with you about who they are, their position in life before you meet. But we don't have to deal with the unasked for nude photos. Exactly. And I, when, when my ex-wife, when she first, when we first got divorced, she got on a dating app and she sent me a text. She's like, this is awful it's non-stop <laughs> okay i'll come back you <laughs> <laughs> didn't go that far uh, okay. and she said this is awful and so i was like why why do men send nude photos if they're not being asked now you you're you've been married long enough you never were on the dating apps right no not really have no. you ever had a man send you a yes unasked for nude yes. photo um you know from time to time Listeners of the show oh, okay. will send me things like that. And like, I am always sitting, I, I look at it, I think to myself, okay, what am, am I supposed to just like write them back and go, oh, thank God you sent that. I was so waiting for I somebody seen to do one that. of those in days. Oh, geez. So a sexologist who works for a sex toy website, she found a thousand men who admitted that they sent nude photos to women without being asked. And she asked them all why. And all 1,000 fell into three different categories. Okay. Would you like to take a guess on what those are? Uh, three categories of the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were endowed. That actually wasn't one of them. Oh. They were not. Well, it could have fallen in the second category. The second most popular was they are basically trying to find someone at their same sexual level. So if you send someone a nude photo and they like it, then they're going to be someone who is at your same sexual level. Okay. So that was the second most popular reason. Okay. The most popular reason is you show me, I show you mine, you show me yours. Okay. They are fishing for nude photos from the person that they're talking to. They all admit it. It doesn't work, but yet they still do it. And the third answer most popular was because I hate women. And I want to make them uncomfortable. Ooh. And, I, and, it, and it was like 8% of those surveyed. That was their reason. And then they surveyed women. 98% said it's disgusting. It's awful. It's a turnoff. So there is 2% it's going to work on. But otherwise, <laughs> women don't want them. But men are going to continue to send them. 
Have you ever had a woman send you a, a naked pic? Yeah, well, in a relationship, yes. Uh, a naked picture where I didn't ask for it one time. Was she hot? Yeah. She was, I mean, I, I'm not going to talk to someone on a dating app if I don't find them attractive. I thought she was very attractive. I was shocked when I got it, but I wasn't upset. Um, Have you sent any? Uh, una- no. <laughs> Where people so haven't asked? Right. No, absolutely not. Okay. I mean, I've sent them when they've asked, <laughs> but that's a totally <laughs> different story. Red. Look at your face. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked that it's question. It's fine. <laughs> um, and that's, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's abnormal or normal. Have you? No. You've never sent a sexy never. photo. Never. I've never sent a naked pic anywhere. Poor never. Barry. No, you know why? Because I'm so afraid of it getting out. Don't put your head in it. Don't put your face in it. I'm sure there are some deep fakes out there already. Like right. That. So what are you worried about? No, I just, you know, I just, I just, I just don't want to, you know, just <laughs> you, now you're getting uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I just don't think that's something that. Do you think there's a problem with it? Do you think there, that? No. It, yeah. Neither do I. No. I think if you're in a healthy relationship and it's something both parties are interested in doing. No, Barry's getting older now. You know, I mean, has no. he ever sent you one? <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Not even one that just said, is this a problem? Look at this mole. <laughs> is this a rash? What do you think this is? What is going on with this? I just can't believe men send them to women because they hate women. I mean, that is a, that's sad. That's weird. That's, that's a sad, sad situation yes. in life that you want, you're trying to punish women with your body parts. <laughs> so is there something in particular that, that you have on your dating profile that you've learned? Like, this is really good to have in the dating no, profile. I no. don't, I don't think it really matters what you have on the profile. Honestly, if you send someone a like, like, okay, there's, so there's a debate whether you should send a conversation starter, just a hello. I think if the person opens your profile and they go, oh, that person looks interesting. They're not, they're not going to sit there and read the entire, if you write an entire Bible, they're not going to read that. They're scanning through 500 people a day, 200 people a day. Everyone's doing it. It's, there's so many times where there's one of the dating apps where you can go back and look at someone's profile. And if you do, though, they get an alert. Oh. So I was talking to this one woman, and every three minutes, I would get the alert that she had looked at my profile because she was just hopping back and forth because she didn't read it in the first place. She just saw a picture <laughs> and said, oh, that guy doesn't look crazy. Let me go ahead and say hi. I don't think so. I don't think there's what I think for women, because men are so visual of people. Yes. If you just do four photos and they're all from the neck up, we're going to assume that you don't like the way you look, which means probably means you don't look good and you're not going to get any attention. Now, have you ever met anybody in person that their photo was definitely like years old? My first ever dating app date. I was speaking to a woman. We, we talked for about a week. I was at the point, I mean, now looking back, I wasn't ready. I was still in love with my ex-wife, but I wanted to move forward, you know? You're trying. Yeah. And I wanted to do something because I, I had spent my entire last two dec- decade and a half with the full house that's loud. And now it was quiet and it was weird. Disarming. It was sad. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. And I spoke to this woman and uh, we talked for a whole week and we had this whole date planned out. And we show up. We're going to meet at Starbucks. And she is like four times the size that she was in her photo which wouldn't have been a problem except I planned a date at the desert botanical gardens. So there's a lot of room there. It's a lot, but it's all walking. 
Oh, she can't walk? She didn't like walk? every five minutes, we had to stop, and she had to sit down and catch her breath. Oh, that's not good. No, it's not. But I think that it's being, it's lying. Okay, so here's, here's what you do next time. Yes. The first date, you take him out to Bondurant. Okay. Okay. Because no, order that's to, not a good no, first no, date. No, because in order to get into the seat, <laughs> you, you gotta be like, you know, I don't know, like 170 pounds or something like that. I won't fit in the seat then. Well, I'm sure you would. <laughs> but that's not a good first date. Uh, first date, you have to be able to sit there and talk. Because it's like go to the movies or do a concert. Well, then you can't talk. No, I don't want to be able to talk. I want to know if you can hold a conversation. Uh, but yeah, that was that was the first time it was like, and I didn't even think that that was a possibility, right? I did not think that someone would dare put photos on their dating profile that did not match what they looked like in real life. I think that happens I'm a sure lot. it does now. And now I take it into consideration. Now, what was the worst date? That was probably the worst. Was it? Well, that's not bad. It was, well, because then she wanted to go to this restaurant that was like 45 minutes away. Oh. So after the Desert Botanical Gardens, we drove 45 minutes to a restaurant, which was awful. And then I had to drive 45 minutes back. It was just a long day. Did she eat a lot? No, but she was on a first date. Okay. <laughs> but why do that? I don't understand if... The person's going to figure it out when you meet them in real life. I guess what they think is that when you see, when we actually meet, you're going to look past that I'm now 20 years older or 40 pounds heavier or. But is that, it's okay. Is that the female equivalent of sending the nude picture? Because. Probably. All I could think of is why did you lie the whole time? And I was so turned off. I'm surprised you went to dinner with her. I didn't want to be a jerk. No, but you know, I've I've learned now. I mean, that was years ago. I've learned. I would have cut it off at the point so right what, there at Starbucks. That's it. Yeah. I would have said, you look nothing like your photos. That's a lie. I'm out. That's it. Yeah. Hurt her feelings. I, I'm sh- it's okay. No, I, I get it. I get it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that I'm not in the dating scene because I, I do hear, you know, Ian and I, Ian and I talk, we're very close. Mm-hmm. And so I hear from him about all these different girls and parties and dates. He's 20. I mean, he's in a totally different world. Oh yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But, but it's interesting who, you know, what his person looks like. She's a lot like me. Really? Meaning that, you know, she's little, she's blonde. She, well, you know, she has that 20 year old figure. Mm -hmm. Um, This one that she, he likes now is that uh, she's studying to go to school to be a, a chemical engineer. So she's very intelligent. And conservative family, and I mean, so, and, uh, but no, this one is just, I mean, I don't think I ever looked like that in when I was 20. <laughs> I mean, well, that's funny that you say that because if anyone looks, resembles my mother, I zoom right past the profile. Really? Yeah. It's weird. I had to, I, I had that realization the last time before, cause I was in a really, I just got out of a relationship. I mean, like a month ago or two months ago, um, that was a year and a half. But the prior to that, when I was on the dating apps, I noticed, I caught myself. Anyone that looked like my mother, I would zoom past. It's really weird. Like I need to go see a therapist. I think there's about a therapist. Yeah. There's, that's getting like a little too heavy. Reverse Oedipus or something. I'm not really sure what's going on there. Um, we got to take a quick break. All right. Okay. And then we come back. We're going to talk about humanoids. I have a question for you about this. Oh, what? About humanoids? the humanoid robots. Yeah. I, I know. have a really interesting. 
interesting question I want to hear. Well, I want to, t- I want to tell you about the guy that we interviewed that we could not put on the air because we were convinced that there was something going on with those humanoids. But we're okay. going to talk about that when we come right back. That's fine. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, welcome back. It's Kim Commando today. It's your daily fun podcast where we talk about, well, just about anything digital. And joining me, of course, is Andrew Babinski. So, humanoids. What do you think? So the story uh, that I was sent by Maddie was that the prediction is by 2040, there will be 1 billion humanoids on the planet. Correct. And that's basically robots doing our work. And if you were to go on YouTube and just look like at a video of an Amazon warehouse, there's robots everywhere. Of course. I mean, it's being run by robots. They're packing boxes, they're taping the boxes, and then humans are doing, are, are, are part of the process as well. Why do they have to be humanoid? Why do we have to make them look like people? We got robots already. Because they say that that makes people, humans, more comfortable with them. Because they they can identify because it has kind of a head shape. And it has arms and it has fingers and, you know, legs and things like that. But what's the goal of the comfort level? What How comfortable do they want us to be with these humanoids? Well, that's the problem. Because, you know, we interview a lot of people here on the show. Mm-hmm. And there was one person that we interviewed that had a female humanoid and she called him daddy. And nice job. Good work, buddy. She was in the basement. Wife knew all about her. Where'd he get the humanoid? He made her like put all the parts together and then went on Amazon and got like this creepy face of this blonde and put a blonde wig on her. And had her like in little sexy clothes. Did you see her in action? Like, oh, not in sexual action. No, no, no that's not what no. I meant. I meant in interaction with. She talked him. to me. Yes. And was she creepy? Yes. Was she human like at all? No. Okay. She talked like this. Thank you, Kim Commando, for being on my show or me being on your show. You know I, that whole thing. I just why do why do we have to? I, I I use my toaster every single day. That's a robot. It doesn't have to look like Ted Danson for me to be able to use it. Well, What's the obsession? We've all seen the movies. This all backfires in all the movies. Well, and I think it will at some point. But that's, <laughs> but well, that's a whole why do they story. want them to be humanoid? I told you so. People love them. But people... we we love our phones. You love your iPad. It doesn't have to look like a human. Well, I think it. Well, maybe to take to do certain tasks too. So, like Elon Musk says that um, in two decades we're going to have one billion humanoids on the planet. Right. Well, let me tell you how well that's going for him right now. Is that, I don't know if you heard about this, in the Tesla factory, Mm -hmm. they use humanoids. Okay. So the guy's there and he's fixing up something, something in the Giga factory floor. Okay. Now the, by the guy, you mean the robot? No, the human being. Okay. Okay. He's fixing something. And then this humanoid Tesla robot just totally like attacks the guy. I saw this story. Yeah. You know, had like there was a trail of blood, everything along the way. Well, as it turns out, what they're saying is that he didn't follow safety procedures. So the humanoid just attacked him. Saving his life by yes. killing him. Exactly. So okay. they had to like yank the emergency switch so that this way that humanoid robot would just. Did the kill switch work? Well, yeah. Just like, bleh, just okay. made him 
kill. As long as we shot. have a kill switch for all 1 billion at one time, we should be fine. But then you also have like the Boston Dynamics. Right. Those but those robots. look like dogs. Those aren't humanoids, but those things are terrifying. They are. They are what nightmares are made of. But they can do things like go into fires. Right. And they can go into war zones and good things like that. Well, that's what I'm saying. The ro- I'm not saying the robots are unnecessary. I get it. I understand the progress of technology. But they don't have to have a face. They don't have to have blue eyes. But wouldn't you want a humanoid in your house? I would. I hate folding laundry. I mean, I can do, I'll do, I will wash the floors on my hands and knees before I fold laundry. I think it is the, 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 the stupidest thing to fold laundry. We are so on the same page because I had laundry, clean laundry pile in my laundry room that I went and got a tape measure. It was six, two. No That's way. how high it was because I hate laundry. But if you told me I had an option, option A is a robot that will come in and do all my cleaning and my laundry. Option B, same abilities, but it looks like Claudia Schiffer. (laughs) I don't think it matters. I will go with the robot that looks like the robot. Really? Yeah, I don't. I have no attachment. I don't think they need to be humanoid. here's, Here's why. If they're humanoid, then you are now making the population paranoid to the fact that you're trying to replace them. 25% 25% of workers think they're going to be replaced by AI in the next five years anyway. They will. They will be. But <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah, I know. We had this argument a couple of weeks ago where I said, well, it's probably going to be like 20 years before the news is using AI. And you're like, no, it's going to be more like three or four. It was a week later. A week <laughs> later, a California station is using AI to replace one of their broadcasters. I don't think they need to be humanoid. All right, so so if you could have the perfect robot, right? What would it do for you? Oh gosh, uh, it would obviously cleaning. I mean, that is something that is a daily task that is awful, uh, especially cleaning out my car. My children make my car look like it's from 1974, <laughs> and I have to deep clean it like once a week. So I would love the, if I had a robot that could clean out my car. Um, Daily tasks, obviously, running to the store. Like, imagine if you had a robot and you're just like, hey, robot, because you can get something delivered, but if I could just have my robot do it, run down to fries, would I be able to use, let my robot borrow my car? No, it would go by itself. Okay. But that's an, that reminds me of a story. I was in California. There was a robot that would deliver food all by itself. It didn't have to, it didn't look like a human, but I still felt sorry for it because it was lost. It didn't know where to go. What do you mean so it was it, lost? It was like backing up, stopping, going forward, backing up, stopping, going the other direction. And it was just, we watched it for like 25 minutes because it just had no idea where and you're it was like, supposed oh, to girl, go. Let me help. Yeah. And we felt bad for it. And it didn't have to look like a human. What task would you have a robot do? Definitely cleaning. Yes. Uh, yard work. Yes. Yard, yard work. Uh, washing the patio down. Yeah. This is a big patio. You see in the patio, it's like every time we turn around, there's like a dust storm here. Um, well, only on one region of the patio. <laughs> the other side is fine because it's in a different zip code. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. But that's a, that's a whole nother story. Uh, washing the windows. Okay. But these, this all cleaning menial tasks. Is there any like important task that you would want a robot to do? Um, like, would you have a robot prepare the show? You yeah. walk in, there's a robot sitting there typing away, and yeah. it just hands you the show sheet. Sorry, Maddie. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> no, no, I would not. I, you know, I think that would be too tough. 
because that's where I think that's where it becomes what, what do we want to talk about? What's in our mm -hmm. heads? Um, and I know that everybody says Mark Zuckerberg already knows what's inside of our heads, but I think that there are still going to be tasks that only we can do like talk to our children. Right. You know, um, you know, I wouldn't want a robot to read my daughter a bedtime story. That's what I was going to ask you. No, I wouldn't because I mean, that's a moment. My daughter is the most talkative human being you'll ever meet in your entire life. I and love what she said to you, <laughs> you, you about what you said when you guys left the Christmas party. Which one? I mean, there were so many. <laughs> oh, the, the, the radio one? Yeah, the radio one. Tell everybody that one. So we went to Kim's house for a Christmas party and Kim has a new house. It's more of a compound. Uh, and when I, we were going there, I told him, hey, don't be rude. Don't make it uncomfortable. If, they, if it's a really nice house, just say, oh, you have a beautiful home. And that's it. Leave it at that. And then I walk in and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and they scolded me for not listening to my own advice. But then when we get in the car my daughter goes, they got that house and she works in radio. And I said, yeah. And she goes, you work in radio. Our house looks nothing like that. She's very talkative. And she's six. Yes. And okay. she's six. And you named your home and she now wants to name our house. But the, when I sit down to read her a story or when we lay down, it is a 25 minute monologue. And that is something that I look forward to every single night that they're with uh -huh. me. And I wouldn't want a robot getting that time. I mean, we already are disconnected by, as human beings. I mean, I'm on a dating site for the love of God instead of out there meeting people. Right. I, robots can't replace that. Well, they don't have to look like humans. I think they will. I think they're going to look like humans they, because that's the conspiracy. They're making them look like humans for a reason. Mm. And that's what I want to know. And it will be the plot of my next uh, podcast. Well, and you know, the problem is all the sex bots. Well, why is that a problem? If someone wants to have sex with a robot, let them have sex with a robot. Ew. You don't think you have an issue with a sex robot? I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird. But it's not, it doesn't involve you at all. Well, there's no intimacy. But then, that's their issue. Okay, but then that just becomes like, I got to brush my teeth. Yes, okay. <laughs> well, for some married humans, it's like, uh, I got to brush my teeth. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. All right, so I have I have a joke for us to close with. Great. Okay, and it's about it's it's about Elon Musk. Oh, okay. Okay, and it's not about the Elon Musk. No, but, that's the one you told two weeks ago. Yes, and was when like Elon Musk before he got into electric cars, he was known as Lawn Musk. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, you ready? Yeah. How does Elon Musk's girlfriend call him to dinner? How does Elon Musk? How does she call him to dinner? 
Elon, time tweet. <laughs> it's called X now. It's not even Twitter. I know, but it didn't work for like X, you know, X time to X. Time to X. That doesn't really work. So what do you think? This is our first show. I think it went pretty well. Yeah. You know? I, I thought we were supposed to take two breaks. We didn't. Well, that's because we were going long on that other, the whole dating thing. Yeah, okay. But we so, can figure that out. Where's, yeah, we'll have to figure we that out. We'll put those in in post. Yes. That's post-production by you who are not in the business. Mm, and um, anything that we need them to do as they're watching? What is the what is the giveaway? Oh, that's right. You know, we are. We're giving away a computer. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Andrew. You're welcome. Um, did you sign for the newsletter yet? No. No, because I have a plan. Oh. I am going to be the one, hundred, one millionth person to sign up for the newsletter. I already have people upstairs that are on full alert. When it is at 999,999, I'm going to be the one millionth person. Hey, all right. So I'm not going to sign up till then. <laughs> Excellent. We're at uh, 400 and I don't know, I don't know, maybe half a million people right now. So it's right it's possible, kind of. So we're giving away a $1,000 computer, PC or Mac, your choice. Just head over to commando.com slash win. And that's where you can enter to win a brand new $1,000 computer. Because I think more people would like a Mac, but other people would say, hey, you know, I want Windows. And so we're going to give you a thousand bucks so you can buy your own computer. We're going to give you $1,000 so you can get your perfect computer. You know, that's I've it. only used a Mac one time in my entire life. Why? Uh, it was yours. I was going to say it was here, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you asked me to look up something on your computer, and I was like, I don't know how. Really? After I using an no iPhone I- for all these years? No, no idea. I could not find Safari to save my life. <laughs> You're looking for the big S. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, where's the Safari? Never used a Mac. Oh, I just hit my microphone. Broke it. Sorry. Um, so anyway, thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. And now we need two things for each and every one of you. Number one is tell at least one person about our Kim Commander Day podcast. And uh, number two is let us hear your comments. You can send us an email to podcast at commando.com. And thanks for being here. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.